and Zeke got in the end zone. Stevenson got in the end zone. And Gesicki skedaddled his way in the end zone as well to win the game. Oh my god. And we're so, talking about the Gesicki skedaddle. What about the Mac Jones? Jones skedaddle. skedaddle. Right yeah. beside it. That was just that was even more disgusting. Are you kidding me? The McGritty. That's what <laughs> It is episode 193 of Left Side Heavy, the podcast. It's just Jevin and Hayden on this episode. You can follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Heavy underscore. Make sure to rate and review the show. Link will be in the description of this podcast. Aid, good chatting as always. How you been, brother? Been good, man. Absolutely. Uh, uh, uh. uh, and perfect timing. Holy shit, what a run. What a run by the Minnesota player, number 31. Oh, my God. What an opening. Beer yeah. crack. Beer crack. Minnesota is kicking San Fran's ass. Moody. On a, yeah. Moody <laughs> is on my fucking uh, death. <laughs> is on death row. Oh, and my tight end went down with a non-contact injury. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and the guy I'm going up against in my other league has TJ Hawkinson and the San Fran defense. So on that note, uh, unless Jake Moody gets Jevin 10 points now because he's at negative one, um, I will win all of my leagues this week. And two of them are against you. Yeah. (laughs) And I will go to 0-7. In the wow. one, did you see my uh, change yeah, my team name? name? Yeah, Owen. <laughs> Owen. Shout out, Owen Watson. Yeah, and Owen Seven. <laughs> oh my God, dude! I it, cannot believe that in the one league that I'm Owen Six, I'm about to beat you. Uh, that is all thanks to Gus Edwards that, and uh, our other dynasty. Foreman. Yeah. Yeah, what the fuck is up with that? Like <laughs> Gus Edwards getting like 19 points in standard and then Deonta Foreman getting 25 in standard. Like suck Ooh. a fat one. That's so annoying. Absolutely fire from uh my teams. But yeah, it's so annoying. <laughs> but the yeah, last I, person uh... the last person I want to lose to is you always. <laughs> and I lost I got I got double penetrated this week. By me. Damn. Yeah. The double dickening. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious, man. Yeah, but we're recording on uh, Monday Night Football right now because I start the old 12-hour shifts on our usual Tuesday recording, so we're bumping it up a little bit. Absolutely. But are uh, you doing all right in yeah, general? Man. Yeah, I'm doing good. I... uh can't complain. Halloween party this week. Pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Got, got your costumes all figured out and stuff. Negative. 
I, uh, I still do not know what I'm going as. So cheers to that. Uh, I'll need to go to fucking have a party city or something during the week. And bro, good luck. Yeah. Me and Georgia were there the other day. It's just like it's so busy. Everything's like priced up. Oh, I bet so expensive we were looking at skeletons for like the coffin outside my house that my parents set up 75 dollars for a plastic <laughs> skeleton bro what that's the like fuck? that's like five feet tall oh my god man dude there's no way something like that should be 70 dollars. there's a reason why there was like 18 of them hanging up because no one's buying that <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty fucking ridiculous, if I say yeah. so myself. Yeah, they just price up shit. It's insane. Oh, man. Well, that's kind of depressing. Yeah. I <laughs> can't wait so, to go and spend an absolute arm and a leg. Yeah. But uh, I was just I was just at Spirit Halloween before this, and it's it's not bad. There's a lot more, like, cooler things to get. Okay. And looking at the prices, it's not as bad. I didn't look at a ton of the prices, but like some of the smaller things where like it was maybe $19 at Party City is like 10 to $12 at Spirit. So that's not bad at all. Yeah. So North Road by Tap House, it might be a better uh, thing. And you get off early enough where you're not battling traffic as bad. No, so definitely can, not. Definitely so you might not. just want to quickly rip. Rip there if you want to look for something. Could be worth it. Otherwise, just throw a name tag on your chest and be like, I'm Steve. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is me. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. That could be that could be the or this is my costume. That's that's the classic, you know? Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. No, absolutely. Pundo <clears throat> P. But um yeah, I'm doing great, Hayden. Thanks for asking. Um <laughs> fucking idiot um i had a pretty decent weekend yeah i mean uh i went over to georgia's house to hang out with her on thursday i think okay and she was watching hunger games i think maybe friday i can't remember all the days just combined now seriously um <laughs> No, it was definitely Thursday. Okay. Jesus. Doesn't doesn't matter. Uh, she had on Hunger Games, and I'm like, good movie. It's like her background movies or whatever. And then watched that, and then right after, I was like, she was like, you want to watch the next one? I was like, sure. I haven't seen it in a while. Why not? Watch Catching Fire. And then on the weekend, we just, or on Friday, we just watched part one and then saturday we watched part two so i just watched the hunger Games series this weekend pretty good movies honestly i i haven't seen mockingjay part one and two so yeah yeah i hadn't seen them before and it's insane that like jennifer lawrence is like 21 to like 24 in those movies in those movies yeah no it's fucking crazy right it's just so weird to watch her back and be like she is like a grown ass woman now and <laughs> yep so yeah it's just wild to look back at that and then um yeah i had 
Sorry. Had a hockey game on Saturday. Lost that. Love it. Oh. And then went golfing yesterday. So pretty eventful weekend for your boy. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Shot 95. Nice. A few times where there was like, there was two holes where I was really upset. Where'd you go? Uh, uh, green tea in Langley. Pagoda Red. Pagoda. It's, it's a pretty nice course. It's a little swampy because obviously it's winter now. Yeah, winter. Basically, yeah. or like fall, winter golf. It's like kind of soupy. But if you go on the right kind of day, it might catch it nice. But um, there's a par four where I hit a really nice drive. It's kind of like a drivable par four, but there's kind of bunkers and rough protecting the green. So if you want to play it, if you want to play fairway golf, you kind of have to hit like a five iron out there and then like a eight iron in kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I went, I went the dog, you know, dog was hungry. So yeah, dog I, eats. Yeah. So piped it down the middle, but it was in the rough. <clears throat> so, and I was about like 80 yards out. So I hit a 54 degree, but I catch too much of the soupy rough. So it goes about, 30 yards. I'm like, love that. Great. <laughs> um, chip onto the green. So I'm putting for par and I three putt. So I get a six. And I was just like so upset with my first putt because it was like up the hill, down the hill kind of thing. And I just didn't hit it hard enough up the hill where it catched the down. Mm-hmm. So then I was like putting for bogey from like 10 feet out. And I'm like, this isn't ideal. Like, this is just not what I wanted. Missed oh, it. Shit. So I was really annoyed with that. And then parred the following hole, par five, played it like on and three, two putt kind of thing. Pretty standard. And then the par three after, I chunked it into the like fescue, found my ball, but dropped, shooting three, chip on, and then I three putt again and get a six. And like Jeez. I was just like so annoyed because if I just like bogey those two holes, it's a ninety-one or like a ninety or something. It's just like cuts down like however many strokes. Yeah, yeah. it's just so because un- not like three strokes, and then obviously you can play the if I did this on this hole, like you can play the game, whatever. But there's just mm-hmm. those two holes where I was annoyed with myself, but I don't know. We played in the pitch black on like 17 and 18. <laughs> so like I bogeyed. You just got to go off of how you feel. Yeah, I bogeyed 17 and eight. Like I literally, we teed off on 18. As soon as the ball went off the face, we were like, no idea. <laughs> yeah. So we were just walking along the fairway with our like flashlights on. Mm-hmm. Somehow found mine. And then I chipped on and... Or I guess, like, I had no idea where I was shooting. So it was, like, all feel. But I was just short of the green on my second shot. And then got it close to the hole and then two-putted from there kind of thing. Yeah. So bogeyed. But, like, if it was lighter, man. You paid for 18. You're uh, you're playing 18, all right? And especially when it's just getting dark at 17. It's, like, we may as well, like, attempt to finish. If we can't (laughs) find our ball in 18, then whatever. At least we gave it a try. But I agree. Yeah, is what it is, but yeah, overall good week. Patriots won. We'll get to that somehow, mm. some way. But 
we always catch the bills somehow once a year but yeah we'll get to that a bit later but overall pretty good week in general yeah no not too bad at all shall we get into uh the ball of the foot 100 percent. all right or a question of the week yeah question of the week um just a quick one i think it'd be fun um i was gonna ask something sports related but maybe i'll ask it i'll tie it into the our nfl talk but my question of the week i want to do it last week but we somehow did something a lot weirder Corey, thank you everyone to a certain degree every sports fan to a certain degree has some sort of toxicity toxic toxicity i don't know what's the word toxicity toxicity yeah to them to some degree they are the typical toxic sports fan where they're like like the couch potato who thinks they can do better like (laughs) there's just like that kind of example you think everyone's overrated but the players on your team whether you're a troll or not like there's always those kind of toxic fans of course Everyone has it to a certain, certain degree without trying. Mm-hmm. Which one are you? Or I guess which stereotypical sports fan stereotypical. are you? It can be any sports. It doesn't have to be football or anything. But like, wh- at what points I'm... do you catch yourself and you're like, all right, Hayden, calm down. There's a reason why they're pros and you're not. That kind of thing. <laughs> I'm definitely not the athlete part. But definitely the, I could coordinate a better offense. Part. <laughs> <laughs> like one of the one of the most telling times, I uh, I can't remember what game it was. Oh, it was the Bucks game, the Saints and Bucks earlier this year. I had over Duncan, Mark, and Taylor, and like all f- uh, all of us were watching like the TV because they were coming in to check out the new TV. Yeah, and. I knew exactly what play call they were going to do, and I called it. I'm like, oh, I bet you anything. It's going to be an Alvin Kamara hitch route short of the first down. And what do you fucking know? It was Alvin Kamara short of the first down. Like, I know there's sometimes on sleeper, like, you can look and you see, like, your person goes for a big play. But this was four yards. I knew exactly what we were doing, and I knew how predictable it was. Like, I know I physically can, if I put my mind to it, eight hours a day, you know, ran a practices multiple times. I feel like I could coordinate an offense better than some coordinators, i.e. Pete Carmichael, i.e. Matt Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Insert name here, uh, whoever uh is listening that you think your offensive coordinator should be fired and hayden barton should be hired because yeah because hayden could do a better job absolutely when you can call out plays and like what's gonna happen at certain situations does it make you a better offensive coordinator or a better defensive coordinator could be both could be both i knew what was coming yeah (laughs) no i'm to a certain degree and um I'm like in between a couple because like there's some where I'm sometimes I'm like, all right, Jevin, relax. Like there's no way you can do anything relative to what these guys are doing. Absolutely. I was going to say like kind of managing 
the Canucks, but obviously there's so much more that goes into it than just you should trade him for McDavid. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, no one will ever do that. <laughs> Certainly but, there's a package, okay? Edmonton's in a down spot. They yeah, have to. <laughs> exactly. Catch McDavid on an injury, like, we can get him for free. <laughs> Connor for Connor. We give you Garland, you give us McDavid. Seems no, reasonable. But mine is uh, whenever I watch golf and someone misses, like, a six-foot putt, I'm like, how do you miss that, man? And meanwhile, I would have <laughs> four putted from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a that is definitely one that I can look at and be like, yeah, I I would be like that too. Like yeah. DJ missing his like million dollar putt. Meanwhile, I'm up there and my knees <laughs> literally be shaking. <laughs> like I remember. Uh, Billy Horschel, he shot like an 80. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm just like, bro, how are you shooting 80s, man? <laughs> and I'm like, Jevin, he's probably made about $18 million this year. And you are scratching <laughs> the surface on student loans and all that shit. So how about you fucking relax? Yeah, and... Let's cool it a little yeah. bit. Okay? <laughs> it's like Jonas, Justin Thomas sucked today. He shot a 78. It's like, well, Jevin, you shot a 101 at Golden Eagle South. <laughs> All from the whites. Okay, yeah. let's calm down. <laughs> yeah. Some from the ladies tees. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's, oh, yeah. Uh, that's where I become kind of like a toxic fan to like, for lack of a better term, is when someone misses like a simple putt that I definitely would have missed a thousand percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So that's question of the week. But I'll kind of mix in my other one that I was going to ask uh, when we talk about NFL week seven. Okay. Sounds good. Yep. <laughs> All right. Speaking of week seven, let's get into it. Um, there was no Thursday night football game this <laughs> last week. Oh, Crazy. the breaks, buddy. Uh, yeah. Um, we'll get into it. Thank God it's a primetime game, so we can skip one. But <clears throat> my oh my, the fact that we actually tied this game up was a miracle. And yeah, I had the under. All I needed yeah. was the under to hit. What a what a blow. Yeah. Um the fact that we got two of like the craziest turnovers I've seen in a while. Like Paulson Adebo pulled off the Roquan Smith, letting the player get back up and then punching out the ball. And then Isaac Yandom fucking pushes a defender into the punt returner, causing a fumble. Crazy how that's a legal play. Love it though. Yeah, that kind Love of it. that kind of happened on the Chargers uh Cowboys. Yeah. On Monday night. Yeah, Monday night football a couple weeks ago. Or like last week. Like that yeah, I happened. Guess it was last week, yeah. Yeah, that happened. Someone got pushed into Tolbert and he mishandled the punt. Or like mm-hmm. it, it went in front of him and then he tried. He touched it, trying to scramble for it, but like it knocked him off his concentration. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy how that's absolutely allowed. Crazy. But then the craziest part was the fact that we had only walked away with three points when minimum should have been ten. Yeah, like a we should have scored. 
B, we should have made that field goal. Uh, sad news for us. Will Lutz has missed one field goal kick all year. Uh, Blake Groupie has missed six. Granted, we've kicked a lot more field goals. Still tough. Uh, tough as a Saints fan. And then, uh, what else? It felt like all hope was lost when it was just the defense kept getting the ball back for us in the craziest spots, and we just go three and out. And then you got Derek Carr overthrowing Olave and then yelling at him, which I understand from both sides. Carr was fucking going off on Olave because he's like, you're running the wrong fucking route. Not only that, you're not even finishing the route. Yeah. But it's also like, Carr, why are you throwing it there? He wasn't even the read. Like, I saw reports, even Michael Thomas talked about it. He's like, that that route, you know, yeah, Olave needs to finish it, but he's not even the first read. Yeah. Like, it should have been Taysom Hill, Rashid Shahid, Michael Thomas, and then Chris Olave. And I'm like, well, then why the fuck was it that? Yeah, you should have just got the ball out quicker. Yeah, and even then, why wasn't it, like, anywhere catchable for him? It just, it made no sense. It seems like the locker room's about to explode. Um, Over the past three years, their first six starts, uh, Jameis Winston was 5-2 and with 14 touchdowns and three picks. Andy Dalton was... uh, three and three or two and four with seven touchdowns and five picks and Carr is three and three or uh, three and four with uh, like six touchdowns and four picks and it's like well Jameis (laughs) but uh, Alvin Kamara had a fucking day dump off city call it whatever you want but he got more points than Travis at the end, and he had two touchdowns. Goat. Michael Thomas made probably ca- one of the catches of the year. Uh, what a catch! What a grab! Yeah, I was. I didn't catch much of this game because I um, was over at Georgia's. Yeah, I was doing something. Yeah, I was like operated on something else. So that's fair enough. But like Michael Thomas's catch job, it was right over the defender. And he got like his one toe down, and then his knee hit like an inch inside the white paint, and he held on. Like it was just, it was a beautiful play. Let me, uh, let me search it up here while you keep. Yeah, talking. you search it up. I'll, I'll keep talking. Um, and then all of that to then let Christian Kirk absolutely torch our defense. Tyron Matthew, his age showed. Pete Werner is a linebacker. And Marcus May got absolutely juked out of his shoes. Great play by Christian Kirk. Uh, really living up to that contract that he held. But then New Orleans has a time has a time to drive it down the field. And they do. And then they get to the fucking goal line. <laughs> and I want to blow my brains out. Because first and second down did nothing. All right. Bring in Jimmy Graham. Give him a chance at least once. No? Okay. Oh, you're running a fake screen route to Olave. Moreau's in the back of the end zone. And he drops it. Oh, my God. Right off of his fingertips, man. Like, easy, easy catch. And then fourth down, we throw a fade route to Chris Olave. And I'm like, what? what? 
what what the, what the fuck are we doing? It just this is what I mean about saying I could be a better offensive offensive coordinator. There's a man called Taysom Hill, and there's a play that we ran earlier in the game that had, I think, the total pounds of players that we had on offense was over three thousand pounds. It went tight end, offensive tack or tackle playing tight end, actual tackle, guard, guard, or guard center guard, tackle, uh, offensive guard and t- uh, tight end, and then it was defensive tackle in the backfield in days of middle. <laughs> I saw that and like. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think like Barstool posted it and they just captioned it. This is an NFL offense. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And you know who scored on the first try from like three yards out? Taysom Hill. Wild, Imagine that. Wild concept. Yeah. What a wildcat formation. <laughs> but like, it's just. Those are the situations that I want Taysom Hill in. Yeah. And I was talking to Donald about it and he's like, wow, what a great way to um diminish your quarterback's confidence as soon as they get into the red zone put in a different quarterback and i'm like he clearly can't do it yeah so why not until we start getting some uh some stuff to build on put in the formations that can do this and then when we're up by two touchdowns just say car go out there and just try and make a play be yourself because clearly there's a hump that you can't get over but it's fine because you can take us to the promised land. But as soon as we're at the gates of uh, the opening, we have the secret key called Taysom Hill. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> like Taysom Hill, Alvin Kamara, and Jamal Williams can be can be that force. Yeah. It doesn't need to be Carr, but we get so, or Pete Carmichael gets so fucking idiotic when it comes to basic play calling and it just pisses me off. But yeah, like I said, until Pete Carmichael is gone, Dennis Allen is gone. Uh, I'm not going to say the Saints are going to win any games. Yeah. My, um, so. I got a couple things to um, point out. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want to interrupt you. Uh, Michael Thomas's catch was beautiful. Beautiful concentration on that to get that knee down. It was very similar to the Puka sideline catch. Absolutely, yeah. Where he was like, pushed out. I just don't understand how athletes are, or human beings can Have physically that do that. Yeah, can physically yeah. do that. I just, I could only wish. Um, my uh, Dennis Allen, coach of the year. Pick maybe not pick, but like <laughs> even that I mentioned it, he might like be candidate for hot seat. Oh yeah, so that's a miss <laughs> on my part. And the Christian Kirk point you brought up, a lot of people shat on that contract and saying like this guy's making twenty mil a year. Um, yeah, this guy couldn't be making even a little bit more than twenty mil a year with how he's been playing since he came to Jacksonville. Yeah, he immediately played like a top fifteen, top ten wide receiver his first year with Jacksonville, and everyone was like, "All right," everyone kind of just like immediately jumped off the Christian Kirk talk and was like, 
oh, the best duo, Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley. It's like, well, bro, yeah. I think I think it's still Christian Kirk and Trevor Lawrence because Kirk is commanding that offense as a wide receiver very well. Ridley seems to be very, you know, roller coaster right now. He has big moments, but Kirk has been providing some consistency where he's a good 75 yards and a touchdown. And it's like, that's just such a good number two receiver. Like in the league. And I say that because I still think Ridley is the better player, but like, that's like a, it's like a one, a one B situation or just two ones right now. Like Christian Kirk has been very solid and that contract is just deepened that wide receiver room, a shit ton for Trevor Lawrence. And even like, I guess you could have three receivers with the way Etienne catches out of the backfield too. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. Jacksonville's offense seems to be gelling kind of at the right time. Started off slow, but gelling at the right time. But yeah, to kind of finish it off, Saints everywhere besides their, their defense has been the only one part of that team that's been playing the most consistent. I think this past week was probably not their greatest, but the whole year they've been playing pretty solid. But like everything else from play calling to just Derek Carr's lack of production, like you can talk about his like 350 pass yards, but I think a lot of that was garbage time and like trying to throw back into the game. Yeah, but, like just like not taking advantage of scoring points when you need to most. It's just, yeah, Saints are kind of a bombshell right now, but we'll see. Yeah. There's still some football to play. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I just don't understand why we bring in Jimmy Graham, have him on a roster spot, and then use him for three plays. Yeah, I don't get that. I I do not understand that one bit. So it's just do something else, man. But we'll move on from this game because depression. Uh, we'll touch on this one. Falcons, Bucks, the NFC South has a new leader. Uh, the Falcons tried to give this game away. And the Buccaneers, why why couldn't you just suck this badly when we played you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Baker Mayfield actually looked like a piece of garbage. You had three chances. Took no advantage. Yeah. Falcons finding ways to win this year. Oh, some way, somehow. Also, fuck you, Arthur Smith. Oh my god, Hayden, did you just see this play in the game? Holy, Yo, it was... What the fuck was that? That was an... I was like, oh, interception. Yo, and then Addison just Addison took stole hands, it away. And ran it in for a touchdown, 60 yards. What a fucking <laughs> Seven seconds left in the half. That's fucking wild. Yo, Kirk oh. needs... Kirk, Kirk needs Yo, to be traded to New York, man. Yo, Cousins should get credited for an interception and a touchdown pass on the same yeah. play. Yeah, because like that was that uh, interception. Yeah, and then Addison, had, I'm bigger than you. Yeah, I'll take that. Thank you. Oh, my God. What a fucking play. That's hilarious. Yeah, that was what I saw that shit. And I was like, oh, uh, yeah, just as you said, oh, my God. I'm like, what? I haven't said. Oh, and then we missed the field. I missed the PT. What a loser. Moody's rubbing off onto Joseph. <laughs> yeah. 
I was like, I was like, what? I haven't said anything that absurd about Bijan yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was interesting. Yeah, that was wild. I just had, yeah, I had to interrupt you for that. No, great, great, great interruption. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we we both absolutely hate Arthur Smith. So, yeah, just like even the yeah Arthur Smith. Yeah, I was gonna say the media, but you can't shit you on can't the, media the media without no, shitting them. But yeah, like. Look, I'm not one to shit on anyone just because of my bets. It just sucked that I didn't hadn't heard about his um illness. But that's on the least of my problems on this one. It's just like it's weird. And obviously they face punishment for it. They received fines for not reporting anything. Um, I don't know if you read that part, but they the league did investigate it and the Falcons are getting yeah, because you're fines. supposed you're supposed to report it. Yeah, any like anyone not one hundred percent healthy has to be reported to some sort of degree, even if it's just someone missing practice due to an illness, yeah, or, or a lingering injury or anything. You have to report it. That's just the rule of sports, really. Mm-hmm. Like, there's different degrees of generalism. Like the NHL is just like. McDavid's out one to two weeks with an upper body injury. It's like that could be he has heart problems or a sore shoulder. It's like anything can range with upper body, but like you still have to report any sort of missing time or deficiency to a player. Absolutely. So yeah, they're receiving fines for that, which I think is fair. But I agree. It's weird that like, like, I understand not wanting to report it because you don't want to target your player, but, like, why only play him one snap then? Yeah. Like at at that and point, that just... Such a, such a bullshit excuse from Arthur Smith as well. What was it? That. I didn't I didn't hear it. It was like, oh, well, he was, like, game-planned into this, and, you know, it was basically just send him out as a decoy, but then they actually utilized him, and they said that he had headaches and migraines, but he wasn't checked for COVID or a concussion, but you still send them out on the last fucking time when it's like, Algier could have gotten you three yards. Yeah. It's yeah. just, yeah, it's so weird that, so like, stupid. if you're not going to report an illness or anything like that and only play him for one snap, it's just like, why not just report it at that, that point and just have him sit out to say... Yeah. There's well, no point in not surely... reporting... Surely fucking surely helped out the gambling uh websites. Yeah. They got money on that day. Yeah. Uh next game. The Raiders and Bears. Uh Tyson Bajan. Great game. game. Yeah. Uh Deonta Foreman. What a game. Fuck him. Raiders. Uh stinky. Brian Hoyer season. <laughs> down the drain <laughs> yeah that was shit um where was no, that performance when they played new england yeah seriously i don't I, like a, i don't like a 34 banner over our fucking heads yeah absolutely that's that's just fucking ridiculous yeah um oh, nothing really much else two yeah. two garbage teams uh giants uh scored their first two First half touchdowns ever, and then didn't score for the next 39 minutes. They used them all up. 
<laughs> Darren Waller's coming out party. Uh, Daniel Jones should not ever play again. Because Tyrod Taylor looked way better. <laughs> yeah. And, and the fact that we're saying he looked way better, but only put up two touchdowns is hilarious. Yeah, last week, he set the bar really low for this week. Yeah. Or I guess last week, as in when they played the Bills, he set the bar really low for this game against Washington, where it's like you can't be much worse in terms of decision-making and time management then as long as you just kind of get your snaps off in time that's all you already did better than last week (laughs) so (laughs) yeah and actually make decent plays at the goal line yeah like the right play calls at the right time utilizing your timeouts everything Mm -hmm. like that as long as you just do that and put up zero that's a w than that but absolutely yeah no it's washington let me down i thought they were going to play better than that but just yes. kind of a drag of a game, snooze fast. Sam Howell has been sacked 40 times. That's a lot. The NFL record is 79 times. Isn't it like 76 or something? Seven, it's in the 70s. Yeah. Uh, but we're only in week seven. Ten more uh, weeks to go. That is <laughs> wild. Did you see uh, what uh, Jonathan Allen had to say? Yeah, I'm oh, sick and tired, tired of this shit. Yeah. It's been seven years of this fucking shit. Fucking bullshit. I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> yeah. One more shit. time. One more time for the people in the back. <laughs> it's fucking yeah, bullshit. No. Yeah, no, I I feel his pain. Great yeah, player. I would, I would as well. On a on team a that's been team. shit forever. Yeah. Classic. He'll be that's traded. Life. He'll be traded to the Eagles for like a seventh <laughs> and a tenth round pick. Yeah, even though it's interdivision. Who gives a who gives a shit? Okay. Yeah. And yes, there aren't 10th round picks, but that's just what the Eagles have been trading. Just very low round picks for decent players. Yeah, pretty bullshit. <laughs> I.E. Uh, Jonathan Allen. Thank you very yeah. much. Uh, next game, uh, probably game of the week. Four and a half hour game. Browns uh, squeaked by on the Colts, 39-38. Uh, that game was going back and forth. Rowan Ford with his long ass touchdown run. Yeah, and then it's- hurt his ankle. Yeah, Gardner Minshew. Minshew Mania. Getting hyped for the boys. Yeah, what a what a game. Uh refs refs helped out the Browns, I will say. And Miles Garrett is Dude, that block field goal was, was cracked. Sick. Dude, just is absolutely his, disgusting. Dude, just his first half. He had like two forced fumbles, a blocked field goal, two sacks, six tackles. Mm-hmm. And it was just like the first half. I think there was something else in that first half too that he did. He's just so good. He is insane. He's not human. No, there's no way not. that a human being is like capable of doing that at the size of him. Six six two eighty. Yeah. No. And then he goes to the basketball court after and is doing windmills and through the legs <laughs> dunks and it's just yeah, like he's insane, man. He would make a power forward's dream. Yeah, it's like, dude, what did God feed you? Yeah, absolutely. Just steroids. Uh <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But um one thing, I don't know if we mentioned it last week. Mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson out for the, out for year. the season. Yeah. Uh so shoulder surgery. So yeah. tough go it's... for the rookie. He was very excited to start the year, but um health yeah, thank is... you for drafting him and ruining him. 
what's new. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a big Pittman touchdown. But yeah. Oh my I'm... God. Thank God. Cause he dropped that easy one, man. And that, that helped me win, win against Donnie this week. Woo. <laughs> yep. Love it. Uh, Next game, uh, my what the fuck game, the Lions. I <laughs> this one can be quick. We can just summarize it as surely the look game. The game they utilize Jameer Gibbs how they should is when they only put up six points and lose by thirty two. <laughs> yeah. It's just like what the hell? Like Lamar Jackson played out of his fucking mind, and absolutely. He, they that was such an efficient twenty eight points they put up. It was just like five you, drives put up twenty eight points, and it's just like, all right, you can rest Lamar Jackson now. Jared Goff, yeah. Jared Goff has n- negative two net passing yards right now, or something. Yeah, before they got their first first down, the Ravens were up twenty eight nothing. Yeah, an <laughs> item plus seven and a half and plus three. Yeah, that's crazy. So. So, uh, yeah, I think Lamar top two quarterback right now. Yeah, it's kind of hard to argue otherwise. Yeah, oh, he's insane. I agree. Uh, Jeff, take it from here. Why did the Patriots win? <laughs> hmm. Have they not gotten the memo that they're supposed to be not good? I just I'm. Very just confused after this performance because first lighthouse win, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Massive. Yeah. <laughs> Massive. I think we just util we just shut down Josh Allen and just like kind of that Stefan Diggs connection very well. I think we that was the main thing. We just contained it good enough. Cause we still gave up 25 points. It's not like we shut him down completely and won like 21 to 10 mm-hmm. but like the difference was is that we actually kind of didn't run it too much on second and nine and get stuffed and now we have third and long and we have to we run a two yard hitch route kind of like your boy and then mm-hmm. now we have to go we have to punt it's like we actually tried to push the ball downfield and when we did it worked out well yeah so, like, Farrell Brown, like, Hunter Henry made some nice grabs. Kendrick Bourne had a really good game. I think I would be totally fine if tomorrow reports came out and said that the Patriots wave Devontae Parker and Juju Smith-Schuster because Demario Douglas had an unbelievable fucking game this week, and I'm just so happy that we're actually utilizing him now because he's the only player on this team that provides pop and energy to the team because he's speedy he's nothing special but he's like a sixth round pick from liberty or some shit like that and he's he's just an exciting young talent that the patriots don't really have and i think his ceiling is wide receiver three like he's not going to be anything special i'm not promoting that but he had a really good game that i think helped energize the rest of the team and Zeke got in the end zone. Stevenson got in the end zone. And Gesicki skedaddled his way in the end zone as well to win the game. 
Oh my god. And we're so, talking about the Gesicki skedaddle. What about the Mac Jones, Jones skedaddle? skedaddle. Right yeah. beside it. That was just that was even more disgusting. Are you kidding me? The McGritty. That's what <laughs> Yeah, no, it was fucking hilarious. And um I just I was on my way to golf and I had the game streaming on my phone and I was just in utter shock that it happened. And mm-hmm. there's a lot that New England got away with. Um or I guess not got away with, but kind of got gift wrapped yeah. to us that helped us get down the field. But you take your wins when you can get them. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, I wouldn't mind a high draft pick for us to take, like, an offensive t- lineman or something. But how sexy of a pick is that? For I know it's just, I just want Marvin Harrison so bad. <laughs> but no, like, I just love beating division rivals. And it's nice to, because the Bills have Super Bowl aspirations. And mm-hmm. it's just so nice because they're always called frauds right after they lose to us, which speaks a very low of us because <laughs> if we were good enough, then it would have just been a loss. But since it's like, oh, now bills are frauds it's only because they lost to New England. It's like, damn, we're that bad now. Hey, <laughs> shit. Yeah. But, no, it's just it's good to get those wins. So no, I'm happy about it. I'm happy about it. And um, I just like cheering for us to be competitive. I just don't like losing 34 to three to Las Vegas. Like if we lose 21 to 18, fine. Like I just want to watch the game for a reason because our team's in it. Mm -hmm. Like, and I don't like the games where it's like no offense is doing anything. It's literally three and outs all the fucking time. And you get that random touchdown in the fourth quarter. Like, no, I want some touchdowns spread out throughout the game. But I'm not, ex- my expectations aren't high whatsoever with New England right now. So, yeah, it was, just, it was very nice to get the win. And I see a few more wins on the schedule if we play 75, 75% of, hey, how we played. This week is a lot to ask for, Hid. Yeah. So <laughs> if we play 75% of what we played, I think we can go 500 down the even just like the next six games. I think it's possible to maybe get two or three wins out of it. Mm-hmm. But once again, my expectations aren't high. I just want to see competitive football from New England. But absolutely. Bill Belichick, 300th win, third coach to do it. So pretty cool to see. Yeah, no, that definitely is. What a game for Bill Belichick. Special game. Um, also, Jabril oh. Peppers, fucking love that guy. <laughs> yeah, love that career, guy. career resurgence back with uh, the Pats, I'd say. I just think he's great for New England's system because he can play like three different positions on defense and yeah, New England could use like it. a weird linebacker role. Yeah, he can play like a roaming linebacker. He can play High safety. High safety and some DB in zone coverage kind of thing. He's an athletic freak. He tackles like an absolute maniac. I just wanted to give him his flowers there. Because he right had, now that we say that he's gonna get burned or something next week. Torn ACL. <laughs> yeah, fucking Tyreek Hill. <laughs> Tyreek Hill's just gonna fucking mutilate him. Yeah. Patriots cut Jabril Peppers. <laughs> 
Fuck. <laughs> Just ordered a jersey and now he's like out of the league. <laughs> oh fuck! Imagine. Oh uh, my god! Ultimate man. Jevin Mush. But yeah, we'll get to the rest of it. Uh, next game, Seattle uh, beats the Cardinals. I saw uh, zero minutes of this game. Yeah, I, I wanted it to be a little bit more. Uh, obviously, having Kenneth Walker, uh, you want Seattle to just crush the Cardinals. But, you know, we'll, we'll take a 20-10 to 10 Jake Bobo win. What a catch. Absolutely great catch. Yeah, I saw the catch. Yeah. That catch was great. Yeah, no DK Metcalf. Jackson Smith and Jigba gets his first touchdown. And Josh Dobbs, it was fun for seven weeks, buddy, but... Get ready to learn Canadian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Love that line that you do. Yeah. Get ready to learn Canadian, buddy. Because... <laughs> uh, you're not going to be in the league anymore. But that was pretty much it. Uh, definitely a game you want to walk away from just feeling like we got the job done. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, next game, the Steelers versus the Rams. Oh, my God. Did the Rams ever get cocked? So cocked. Yeah, uh, I don't know what these refs in L.A. are smoking, but Kenny Pickett was nowhere near the first down marker, and he got gifted the spot of a lifetime. Yo, they're so bad at spots; it's insane. And, and I know, I know, us viewers on TV have the gift of seeing the yellow line, so we can have a true opinion. And they don't have one, but it's also like nowhere fucking close. Like no, piece like saying. Hey, no, that wasn't even close. Like, it's insane yeah. how bad these spots have been. And I get it. Like, everything isn't reviewable inside, or everything's reviewable inside of two minutes. But holy fuck, man. If yeah. we have the power to review every scoring play, I feel like someone should be taking a quick look at every first down play and be like, hey, yeah, guys, by the way, you guys are fucking stupid. You are nowhere close to this marker. Yeah. Uh yeah, Rams absolutely got cocked. Uh Cooper Cup did not have a day. Puka Nakua, on the other hand, had a day. Yeah, that we said it earlier. That catch on the sideline was Amazing. unreal. I'm so happy Amazing. to see him like continually like produce even when Cup's back because yeah, he's a great a, story and he's a great player. Absolutely. And you know, uh George Pickens looks just amazing again. Jalen Warren and Najee Harris both had a great game. Uh, good for them. If the Steelers can, like, just do this, then, yeah, like, 9-8 and eight is just always going to be their floor. Yeah. They would have – but their ceiling is 9-8. and eight. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they work in this weird gray area. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> They'll beat teams that they probably shouldn't beat. But then they'll also lose to teams that they should most definitely beat. Their floor and ceiling is a two-win difference. It's <laughs> yeah. like their floor is like seven and ten, but their ceiling is ten and seven. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like absolutely. this weird operating area <laughs> where it's like, oh. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So um next game, the Chiefs and Chargers. Patrick Mahomes has a day. Travis Kelsey, yeah, we get it, ESPN. He's so much better when Taylor Swift is in the house. Ah! Bro, that that handshake video was awful. And then, like, it was already bad. And then you see 
Jackson Mahomes come from the clouds and just fuck around too. And I'm just like, this might be one of the worst videos I've ever seen. I don't think I can watch Chiefs games anymore. Man. It's just, yeah, it's so bad. But I saw that video posted and everyone was just like, wow, I actually might unfollow the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. Like, Who would have thought? No, but the Chiefs, that, that I think this was their coming out party. And it's so funny how they play like this right after we posted on Instagram and TikTok. Should we still fear the Chiefs? Yeah. <laughs> they just don't have the same. The answer is yes. Yes, we should. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, they played outstanding. Um, over betters for the game are crying right now because yeah. the oh over, my God. 41 four, points in the first half, seven in the second, 48 and a half was the over under. Very Dude, tough. But Vegas knows their lines, man. Yeah, but yeah, that game lived up to the hype and I was tracking it because I was on the course. Mm-hmm. But no, that following that, Josh Palmer had a day. Yep. Kelsey had a day. Rasheed Rice had a day. It was just, yeah, Chiefs really came to play. And you can tell that this game meant a lot because of division rivals and they wanted, they always like, pumping the chargers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i'm also out on the chargers now uh fire brandon staley. staley needs to get fired man yeah fire brandon staley uh like i just don't get it i i don't understand this whole area and i love how quickly the chargers are turning on justin herbert we'll take him <laughs> you want to do you want to do Derek Gar for yeah Mac, Mac Jones for Herbert yeah like, okay that sounds good yeah you, know, you you can take our next our next first round draft pick uh we'll take his cap hit you know if you take cars we're good yeah we're good <laughs> yeah uh no but yeah, I, I think Staley is gone after this year yeah I agree. Because it's uh, just ever since he came in, he had a very good first half, first season. Mm-hmm. Has been shit ever since. Absolutely. And even if they have pieces, like they're just not utilizing them. Yeah. It's it's the same thing with the Saints, man. They're the Saints of the of the E of the AFC. Yeah. They're they have so much talent, but just nothing to go off of. And it's so frustrating. I agree. A way better quarterback. Um, next game. The Broncos beat the Packers. Next Man. game. Uh Sean Payton gets it done, but Dennis Allen doesn't. I just you know, I'll just always reiterate it back. Man, he uh how did you lose to the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, Sean Payton come home. Uh, <laughs> the it's offensive so, coordinator. <laughs> it's just so funny because you can almost bet a hundred dollars that without looking at the score of the Broncos game and even without hearing how they played, you can place a bet that they scored between 16 and 19 points and you'll win every time. 
Absolutely. <laughs> it's just absurd. Yeah, it's a it's a thing. It's a theme. Even yeah. though Russ had a Russ had a really decent game, the run game was on, and yet they still almost lost. Crazy. Yeah. Also, one of the craziest touchdowns I think I've ever seen in my life. Uh, out of Romeo Dobbs's hands, into Jaden Reed's hands. Touchdown. Yeah. Okay. But oh. yeah, fuck, uh, fuck this game. Uh, next game: Dolphins or frauds? <laughs> the Eagles are just a very good football team. Uh, the Dolphins, their only like good win has been against the Chargers, and I just said fire Brandon Staley. Like I thought the Dol- like if you're having a perennial offense like this, one that shatters records, uh, the greatest show on turf, and you put up 17 points uh, against the Eagles, who, by the way, lost to the Jets last week. I don't know if you heard that. It's like you guys have pieces. And I know the refs didn't help, but the refs also aren't going to make up 14 points in a loss. Yeah. Like you have to be better. I agree, man. And I I personally don't think like, the Dolphins have struggled. The Dolphins have struggled against bad teams. And they've only beaten bad teams. I, I like Tua. But I think his schedule is so easy that he can have a fraudulent season. Like, think about it. They played the Panthers. Amazing. They played the Giants. Amazing. They played the Bills. Got spanked. They played the uh, Broncos. Amazing. They played the Patriots. Barely beat the Patriots. And then the Chargers. Only a two-point win. Granted, it was the first game. Right, but like, I don't know, man. It, it... Well, I you got to think they're getting Xavier Howard back and Jalen Ramsey back pretty soon, so their defense is going to be a little bit better than it is now. So I don't, I don't want to call them complete frauds quite yet, because I still, I still love Tua. I think their backfield is still. Very solid. Um, like I just think they're still a very good football team that's going to... You're not ever going to go into a game and be like, I wanna, I'm want to. i excited to play the Dolphins. Like There's always a chance that they can put a 40 spot on you easily. Yeah, absolutely. So like, they're still a scary, intimidating football team. Yes, they have their moments of like, okay... You guys are kind of getting exposed right now, but they have two elite defensive players coming back into their lineup that could change the whole defense as a whole. So we'll see. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying um, those two defensive players are going to turn them into immediate contenders, give them the bull right now, but it could make them like they it don't have help. they don't have to put up forty to win. They yeah. can win 21, 24 to 21. Like they can play those close games because putting up 31, especially when you need a stop, is kind of like you can't have that happen. But we'll see. We'll see when those two guys come back and then we'll see what the Dolphins are like. 
by week Agreed. 12. We'll see where they're at. Yeah. And I mean, they play the Chiefs um, two weeks from now. And that should be a pretty telltale sign. Like if they don't, if they don't put up an effort against the Chiefs, then that just might be the kick in the fucking face right there. Yeah, I can't run with the big dogs. No. Because I think the Chiefs are a team where you can put up in the 20s easily. Absolutely. Yeah, their defense shows that like putting up 20 points can happen. It's just how will you perform after 20 points. Exactly. But we come to now the Monday night game. Obviously, uh hasn't ended. It is, uh, in fact, 16-7 to as we are recording this last bit. Kirk Cousins dropped back on third and five, gets it to Jordan Addison. Who's having a great game. Great game. Uh, plus yards and two tutties. Take that. Cash money. Um, but, Jeff, that is week seven. Uh, I hope to dear God that Minnesota wins somehow because that would just make my night. Dope, dope. Yeah, uh, but I also hope TJ Hawkinson doesn't score a lot of points. Uh, currently, right now, I'll give you a little tidbit here for you. If TJ Hawkinson scores twelve more points to mix along with San Fran's defense, I lose. As San Fran just gets a sack, so that is not helping. <laughs> All right, yeah. let's get this episode moving. Let's go to week seven favorite bets. Week eight. You, uh, sorry, yeah, week eight. We were just talking about week seven. My bad. Yeah, you're good. You're good. What, um, is there anything that's catching your eye? Uh, per bet 365. Let's see. Um, yeah, Buffalo minus eight and a half. They are absolutely probably learning, uh, just foaming at the mouth to just skull fuck a team. And Tampa Bay, I'm so glad it's you. <laughs> because Jesus Christ, that is going to be a beatdown on Thursday. Um, also, I'd take the Bills minus eight and a half. I'll take Houston and Carolina under 43. And then, you know what? I will take. The Dolphins and Pats under 47. It's bold that you think the Patriots are going to allow less than 47 points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I've, I've hit on like, I think every under that I've said for this year. Yeah. I, I think my under game is nasty. The Jets and Giants could also be a pretty good under game. I was just about to say the Subway Bowl. It could be uh... (laughs) I think that's what they call Mets-Yankees games, the Subway Series. Mets-Yankees. So I was just saying the Subway Bowl because the two uh, technically New Jersey teams, not New York teams. I wonder who will be the away team even though it's in the same stadium. (laughs) Well, I, I... I know who's considered like the home team, but what fans will is show it, up more for it? Probably Giants. Is it Giants home game? Is the home team on the bottom or the top in Bet365? Uh, Usually it's the, the same all the time. Yeah, I don't know. But I'm going to go. Oh, there's just so much 
interesting things going on here that I have no idea what to do. I don't want to give immediate locks because that's too boring. Mm. I'm going to go book. Book, 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 Colts minus one is also a good bet. I was going to go... I'm you know what? Trap game. I'm gonna go Jets, Giants over 36 and a half. That's a bold strategy, Cotton. We'll see how it pays up. I don't know. I just think Giants kind of give up a lot, and I think really they only gave up seven last week. I don't know. Feeling that I think it's a trap under. Jeez. Insider information. I think it's a trap under. I'm gonna go. Oh, tush push from Minnesota. Oh my god, and Fred Warner just absolutely Troy Polamalu the fuck out of that. I'm gonna go Chiefs minus eight. It's a good one. And then I'll go. Hmm. Did you see that play by Fred Warner right there? Yeah, I did. I'm going to go Browns plus three against Seattle. It's a good one. So. I got the Jets Giants one 36 and a half. I don't know. That's just like a low amount of points. I feel mm-hmm. like I don't know. I just think maybe Jets can get a couple defensive tu- like a defensive touchdown or something like that. I think a lot of field goals could be made and it could just like inch its way to like a 21 14 kind of thing. Like a 24 to 14. That's 38 points right there. Mm-hmm. No, that's fair. I don't know. 36 and a half just feels low for an NFL game, but it could be 10 to 7. 14 to 7. Yeah. I just think think that was like... The Jets do have a great defense, though. They do. That's what scares me, you know, is like they have a great defense, and the Giants, they just, they only put up 14 points. I'm just thinking... Oh, sorry. I'm just thinking whenever those clear under games scream to me it always goes over That's so i'm fair. just like you know what trap <laughs> fuck trap. it <laughs> but uh yeah let's keep buzzing along here nhl week two has concluded and we're gonna we're gonna kick off like old time's sake with the hometown team the canucks go one and one on the week or i guess when this comes out um their win against nashville yeah yeah Demko. Nice. Yeah, nice three one win. Absolutely. Kind of a kind of a kind of a snoozy goal by Nashville. Yeah, no. Kind of just, sleazy. Yeah. Debatable high stick, but yeah. Whatever. Pedersen, two points. JT Miller with a couple goals. Pretty good. Hughes, three assists Hughes. on the power point. Yeah. Unreal. Besser, four goals again in a three one win. Crazy. 
<laughs> Corey's anytime Besser Besser goal is just going off. Right. But no, uh, Canucks drop 4 3 to the Lightning. Got goals from JT Miller, Besser, and Myers. Demko was 32 for 36 with the loss. Unfortunate because he played unbelievable that game, but the four goals really make it seem worse than it is. And we're not going to talk about anything else besides Tyler fucking Myers. <laughs> Dude, that guy is horrible. Absolutely. He made two plays, both on the penalty kill that resulted in goals. One, yeah. straight up pass to Nick Paul that resulted in a goal. Mm-hmm. Demko had to go post to post, blockers save, steal a goal away from Stamkos, only to result in a Nick Paul tap in seconds later. And then Pedersen battling on the penalty kill on the sideboards. Myers decides to go over and hit him. And then five seconds later, Tampa scores. Brother. What a surprise. What a surprise. Yo, his explanation of it is laugh out loud funny. It was like, I was just trying to like push the two guys into Pedersen and then like I would take the puck, but I just like missed them. And, yeah, and I only hit Pedersen. hit Pedersen. It's like, yeah. yo, you are bad at hockey, brother. And Absolutely god awful. I saw that on Twitter and I'm like. That is an NHL huh? hockey player. <laughs> like that is an NHL hockey player making that play. So oh. yeah, but not for the lack of trying Canucks lose four, three JT Miller. And like, it's, it's very nice for this Canucks season so far. Cause a lot of the big guys are kind of showing up to play with some great depth play mixed involved, like mixed in mm-hmm. as well. Like Sam Lafferty's look like really good addition. Just did Giuseppe is playing unreal right now in his role. Just like kind of a roamer. You can put him anywhere in the lineup and he'll impact. But mm-hmm. yeah, JT Miller, two points, Besser with a goal. It's just working out so far. It's just Myers is playing historically bad right now. But uh sticking into the state of Florida, Canucks do win 5-3 against the Panthers. Petey, couple goals. Kuzmenko getting with a couple uh, sorry, Petey with a couple points. Kuzmenko with a couple points with the game winner. Uh, Miller, another two points. And Casey DeSmith. How about this fucking trade from Dude, Montreal? This is, he is, this is a great trade. He is playing out of his fucking mind right now. He made 33 saves on 36 shots. 917 save percentage that game. He's been playing like the backup Demko's always wanted. Yeah. Absolutely. He is making plays that... Oh, I'm not even going to say last year we couldn't find because now Spencer Martin is making some heads turn, which is kind of kind of sad. But last year, Spencer Martin was not like this. Casey DeSmith is like actually a tangible goalie that you wouldn't mind if he was on the home or he was starting the home game. Yeah. You're like, all right, we still have a chance. <laughs> You know, it's it's not Colin Delia, it's not Spencer Martin, it's not fucking Holtby, man. It's it's actually a goalie who I thought wouldn't work out purely just from what we saw last year behind Jari. Yeah. And he is turning my head. 
Yeah, and like I don't want to overreact too much because it's still early on in the season, but no, he's been playing unreal, and it got like Spencer Martin and Silovs like they showed a bunch of flashes, but it still felt hesitant when they were thrown in. Mm-hmm. But like right now, I'm like getting to the point where it's like he's taking workload off Demko, which is helping with his injury history, and I feel comfortable putting him in because he's a lot more of an NHL backup as opposed to Martin and Silovs not having the experience to play in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Martin is still playing solid in Columbus now, but like when we kind of had him and was having him as a consistent backup, it was still kind of sketchy here and there. But DeSmith has been playing really good so far, which is really good to see. Pedersen, talk about him later, but he's been playing like an early heart candidate right now. Absolutely. And he's just impacted this team Give him blank check him at this point. Try and sign extend him now at his if it's even possible. But a couple um stats here per Big Head Hockey on Twitter. Um this stat might be a bit outdated because I'm not too sure if it impacts the if it's intertwined with the Florida game that was just played. But Hughes is one of two players this year with 90 plus minutes of ice time and zero goals against. That other defenseman is Adam Fox. So Quinn Hughes is having his Norse level play right now. He's been playing both sides of the ice very well and providing some offense too. Mm-hmm. No, Quinn Hughes is just like this is this is Norris candidacy right here. Yeah. Like you said, it's just domination at the highest level right now. And you'll love to see it. Yeah, and I think getting the captaincy has helped that a lot but like even so each year and moment he's been in the league he's just improved in every aspect of his play like his defensive plays a lot better and that was his one gripe with scouts is that he's not good defensively and he's still getting that label because mm-hmm. nobody watches the west coast games so no. people still think he's bad defensively but stats like this kind of show like no, he's kind of figured his shit out. You guys just don't watch us. Yeah, you guys just do not care. Yeah, so <laughs> seeing Hughes play like this is making me really happy, and I think this is just the start for him, and this is just kind of the player he is now, that if you just give him someone somewhat com- like competent on the right side, he can take the rest. And yeah. Hronik is... Is yeah. a great pairing for him. Yeah, Heronix played very well. I wish to find like if we can get Ethan Bear back, he played very well with yeah. Quinn Hughes because Heronic and Hughes are our two best. So I kind of want to, you know, split, split him, up. him up a bit. But that pair is working right now, so it's kind of hard to change what's not broken, kind of thing. Yeah, you don't want to so. fix what what is what isn't broken. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, no, yeah, it's. It's very good to see Hughes playing like this. Uh, another big head hockey thing I saw, uh, JT Miller under Rick Tockett, 40 games played, 16 goals, 33 assists. Um, that's a 1.23 points per game and is a 100-point pace in an 82-game season. He is a plus 13 with 16 net takeaways. So Is that good? Hold on, let me... <laughs> Let's run it through my, the calculator here. 
Yeah, let me get my calculator out. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Oh my um, god, that's legendary. Yeah, it's good. No, JT Miller has been playing unbelievable right now, and he's shown that he's a leader on this team, which is so good to see after that contract. Hopefully, cross my fingers, it just doesn't age poorly. I agree. But no, he's been playing like a dog right now. And a couple other things. Besser, uh, in 2022-2023 season, he had five goals at Christmas. Um, And now he's tied second in goals with six. And he has six goals in 20 fewer games this year than last year. So, yeah, he hit he hit five goals in four games as opposed to five goals at Christmas last year. And he has six now, which is tied second in the league. Again, early start, but so good for him, especially after having some struggles the past few years with family and health. So it's good to see him getting on the score sheet a little bit more often. Definitely. And uh, Pedersen, our boy, is tied third in points with 10, and he's tied for first in assists with eight. So, to see. do you think that if the Canucks make the playoffs and he kind of keeps up this level of play that he should be in the heart discussion? Of course. It's... <laughs> the. I mean, the way that other people are playing, too, and the way that the teams are going, like kind of expected versus unexpected, you how could you not? It'd be criminal to not have yeah. him in heart discussion. Because not only is he making plays in the offensive zone, but he's making plays in the defensive zone as well. Yeah. He's throwing his body. Oh at my people. gosh. He's a wrecking ball right now. He is. And he's not like a big statured guy, but fuck, you you throw 180 pounds. At something going 25 plus miles an hour, yeah, it's gonna hurt. <laughs> it's not gonna feel great. No, it's not gonna feel great at all, actually. It's it's crazy, absolutely crazy the type of production that we're seeing from him right now. Yeah, I'm really happy because last year we saw his first hundred point season, and I was just praying that he could put up the same, it wasn't just a one-off year. And he's just been playing out of his mind right now, which is I'm so happy to see. And with the expectations Canucks had, especially me too, like I didn't have him making the playoffs because I just, I know them and like I want to be optimistic, but my pessimistic side just won the battle. But if they make the playoffs, it's so hard not to have them at least in the top five for voting because a lot of people didn't believe in the, the Canucks. Some people did. Some people, most people didn't. So it's hard. He's carrying the load for Vancouver with tons of help from JT Miller, lots of help from Quinn Hughes and great goaltending so far. But Pedersen has been driving the ship. And I think he is top three in heart right now. I would agree. But yeah, we the will. Season ended today, Joe. The Canucks would, in fact, be in the playoffs. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, your expectations were low on a team when you're saying if the season ended today, two yeah. weeks in. <laughs> and also, Edmonton would not be in the playoffs. Oh. <laughs> yeah. McDavid bust. Yeah, make... <laughs> McDavid already out for one to two weeks. 
Oh, whoever uh, chose him out with a one-one. That's a reach, buddy. Yeah, reach, buddy. You missed on value with Matthews right there. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Uh, we may as well talk about it now. McDavid out multiple weeks with an upper body injury. And you saw my notes, but yo, what's good with Edmonton? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> yeah, Dreisaitl. literally nothing. Dreisaitl. Yeah, Dreisaitl's been playing good, but holy shit, Oil Town is leaking right now. Oh, it is. It's what's causing our wildfires <laughs> up here in Canada. Like they are, they're Bam, spilling. Banff premeditated burn because of Edmonton's start to <laughs> <Yeah>. the season. <laughs> Pretty much, man. It is not good for Edmonton. Like they need to trade for Carter Hart and they need to give up a lot. They just need anyone but what they have going right now. Like uh, the way you, the way Philly's playing, you could give Campbell and a whole bunch of picks for Carter Hart and try and even give a little bit more. Yeah. Because you need someone young with this core that you have and someone good. And Carter Hart fits that. Or you just say fuck it and go all in and. Trade for uh, trade for Gibson, but have to give up Skinner. I would even like, honestly be okay with potentially trading Skinner and something else for Carter Hart. Yeah, like just try and do something, you know, where it benefits the other team, but also benefits you for this season, because yeah. this is just not it. Yeah, it's not it, and we've seen time and time again, like. It's just weak goals that are being scored. It's not good goals. It's weak goals. Yeah. It's a lot of like preemptive mistakes that are leading to even weaker goals. Yeah. Like Darnell Nurse pinching when he definitely should be backing up. Backing up. It's just like a two on two is now somehow a two on O. Oh, mm-hmm. And it's just like this guy's making nine and a half. Yeah, <laughs> where it's like, yeah, he set the market. They didn't have to buy into the market, but they also signed him for nine and a half million when he's worth not that at six, all. maybe. But we've already posted that clip on social media, so maybe it'll rise again through this episode. But <laughs> no, Edmonton has a lot of problems right now. Like you already kind of saw the frustration in Evander Kane about his minutes. Yeah, he was kind yeah, of demoted to third line. A, he'd take a rather uh, fight in the penalty box and stay in there than actually try and fight for minutes. Yeah, and which so, is just crazy to me. I I don't get that. Yeah, so there's just a lot of problems right now in Edmonton. And uh, do you think that Jay Woodcroft is his seat? Do you think his seat warmers are on? Oh, it's definitely on low. Yeah, it's on low right now. There's it's... three different lights. The first light is on. Oh, it's yeah, it's on. It's definitely on. There's no doubt about that because this is just purely unacceptable from a team as good on paper as this. You cannot tell me that you have player the. It'd be like, it'd be like the Chiefs if they sucked. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> it'd be like you have the best quarterback. And the best tight end. And you are, instead of being six and one, you're one and six. Or even like two and four, two and five. Yeah, like two, it's just, yeah. 
it's unacceptable, especially when you're getting all of this praise of being the best Canadian team because of your depth, but your goaltending just lacks so much. Yeah. You need, you need a goalie and you need one bad. And now you're the best player in the world is out for one to two weeks. So yeah. it's just like dry This is your time to show people that you're not a McDavid merchant. This is yeah. your time to show that. And when this, this when, is when we put in Chris's clip about trading dry for. Yeah. Death. Yeah. <laughs> and does. Oh. In times when McDavid has been out, Drysaddle has scored four goals in a game once. He has played point-per-game pace every time McDavid's been out, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. But they need you now more than anything right now. So we'll see how Edmonton picks up Interim Interim captain, Leon Drysaddle. Yeah, they (laughs) have a lot to fix at the moment. Moving on. The top three picks of this draft have all scored their first career NHL goals. Bedard obviously scored his a couple weeks ago in Boston. Leo Carlson. Yeah, he scored his first goal at home uh, against... Who did he score against? Vegas. Vegas. Vegas at home. What, what a team to score here. Uh, I know, right? Goal. Yeah. Leo Carlson scored on his first shot against Dallas. Beautiful setup, too, from Troy Terry. It was a beautiful goal. And then Mm. uh, got benched or didn't play. He was a healthy scratch in the next game. So explain that, buddy. Yeah. Don't Uh, know what's going on there. And then Adam Fantilli scored a beautiful goal from the slot against Minnesota the other night. So three quality goals from three quality rookies. And then you also have players like Logan Cooley, Brock Faber, just some absolute studs. So this rookie race is going to be very exciting. I'm excited to see it come down to the wire. 100%. Uh, Detroit making noise. First in the Atlantic right now. Alex Debrinkat first in points with 12. First in goals with eight. And then you got Dylan Larkin, his centerman who is second in points with 11 and tied for first in assists with our boy Petey with eight. Eminem, their fucking goal song without me, dude, they got their old goal horn back. Detroit might win the fucking Stanley cup right now. It's Detroit's buzzing right now. Mm. Hockey town is going crazy. What are your thoughts on Detroit, man? Well, (sighs) We had a little we had a little bet uh on Saturday going and it was my lack of confidence in saying that Detroit and the Senators game would go over six, six and, and a half, half goals. And I said I was scared because of Detroit. And you're like, no, nah, Detroit's buzzing, man. Detroit is buzzing. They're on it. I'm like, I know, but is it sustainable? Like, especially with um. Oh, why Corpusalo and that? I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. And they decide to put up five. Yeah. And then the... they come. They come right back the next day, and Debrinkit gets a Hattie. Larkin is looking insane. Debrinkat yeah. looks insane. 
Vinny Huso. Yeah. Uh, Ian Ian is living the dream right now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he is playing the if the season ended today game. Yeah, he is he, he <laughs> is playing if the season ended today because holy shit, Seattle Seahawks, Sea Town is buzzing. Motor City is in full throttle. Yeah. Like it, the, hockey is better when Detroit is playing great. You know? No, honestly, overall, Detroit's a sports town right now. You got University of Michigan with college national championship aspirations right now. They're one of the favorites. Detroit Lions have a substantial winning record, five and mm. two, which is not their normal. Detroit, nope. the Red Wings are first in their division and just producing at an insane rate right now. There's just a lot to be happy about right now in the state of Michigan. And a lot of it has to do with how the Red Wings have been playing because they're just cracked out right now. And that Debrinkat acquisition is just looking better and better. You touched, on, you touched on a lot of it, man. It's just Detroit's, they're firing on all cylinders. And nothing but respect to them. It's really cool to see. It's really cool yeah, to see. But is, yeah, we'll just, amazing. well, it's going to be interesting to see if they can keep it up. But and honestly, hockey's better when Detroit's good. Yeah, I I do not disagree one bit. So we will continue. Uh, Rasmus Anderson, defenseman for Calgary, has been suspended four games for charging uh, Columbus Blue Jackets Patrick Laine with a charge. Um. Yeah. Let me restart that. Rasmus Anderson suspended four <laughs> games for charging Columbus Blue Jackets Patrick Lyonnais in the dying seconds of the game. Two seconds left. Left his feet, elbow straight to the head, basically knocking out Lyonnais or at least severely injuring him. Anderson jumped for validated reasons. Yep. And it has come out that he will appeal the suspension, but... What a surprise. Um, hey, Thoughts on the hit, the suspension, the appeal. Give me your rundown. So fucking dirty, man. Not needed at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, why? What was what was the thought process behind that? Uh, we'll never know. Because it was so just unneeded. I don't know why players feel the need to do some stupid shit like that and now you just costed your team four games of you know yourself and now that we're talking about it we can also say i can also say this too like it's like the denver safety jackson same shit he he's been doing this all season and it's like why there's no point in leading with an illegal part of your body towards another man's head. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. No, it's just terrible. I hope they up I hope they uphold the suspension and yeah. keep it at four games because this is just this is just ridiculous. Yeah, unnecessary hits like that. It's just like it's not it's just not good for the game. No. Like you I know you always got to be ready as a hockey player. But 
two seconds left when the game's done. That type of shit doesn't really need to happen. Leaving your feet, elbow to the head, it's just, it's it's brutal. Yeah, so. it's it's not good, not yeah. good at all. Uh, Jake Sanderson for the Ottawa Senators. Remember when we were talking about signing your young guys to a long-term extension before mm-hmm. they've already kind of hit their stride in the league? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Well, actually. seems seems like Ottawa played that strategy very well. Mm. Uh, Jake Sanderson, six points, three goals, three assists. He's averaging 22 minutes a game. This guy is a rookie. He is playing out of his fucking mind right now. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's great. And this is what I was talking about early in the predictions of just how Ottawa could be the team that not a lot of people have making playoffs because it's just a little bit thinking of why would I ever put Ottawa in that conversation? This is kind of the reason why they have a lot to fight for right now. They have good, good, good goaltending with Corpusalo. They good, just good, need, good. yeah, good, 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 good. Today, Junior. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they just like once once they start like clicking on all levels, you know, and get on a roll. Watch out! Watch out! Goaltending gets hot. Uh, we already know that their shooters are are hot right now. Yeah. No, I definitely think. This is this is a team. Usually I don't like to change my predictions or jump any guns too early, but Ottawa, I'm more upset I didn't pick them to make the playoffs than I am for Detroit not to make the playoffs because I think Detroit will come down to earth where I think Ottawa is built well enough on all three levels of the ice where I think they're capable of maintaining this level of play. Fickren mm-hmm. has shown to play this well. On a bad Arizona team, he's playing this well on a good team. I don't think it's going to be impossible to maintain it. So I think he's just going to be solid this year. Jake Sanderson wasn't expecting him to be as good as he is this quick. He's just insanely solid. And you also have Thomas Shabbat, who's a very good defenseman as well. I don't know if you fucking knew that, but he's a very good defenseman. Brady Kachuk, Josh Norris, Shane Pinto... Drake Baths, Tim Stutzel, like they're just well built all around. They're a super young team. They're an exciting team. I if I had to make a change, I think this team's making playoffs, man. Like I think Ottawa is making the playoffs, and I wouldn't be surprised if any of either Sanderson for Calder, Chicken for the Norris, Stutzel, Brady for the Hart. Something. Mm-hmm. DJ Smith, coach of the year. Like, I think it's possible for one any player on Ottawa to be nominated for multiple major awards. Like, I think it's possible. This team's super exciting. Yes, they're a young team. They might have those weird bad games where they get blown out 6-1, and maybe they go on cold streaks, but I think. This team is capable of making the playoffs, and I think it was a mistake that I choose chose them not to. Yeah, no, you said it, man. They they're lighting up the league left, right, and center right now. I know it's early. I know that it's early, 
but the, the, again, this is why I said I think they could be the team that no one really looks for, but they have pieces. Yeah, it just needs to come together in a in a great mold. That locker room, if they stay tight, this team could be two steps forward than we're already predicting. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, second to last point I have here, Travis Dermott. He decided to use pride tape on his handle. I think it was against LA, if I'm not mistaken. I could get the opponent wrong. But the other night, he decided to use pride tape. First player to go against the ban since the NFL, since the NHL has enforced it. And as of right now, haven't seen any sort of punishment laid on Dermot for using it. So it's going to be interesting to see how they handle. It was against Anaheim. (sighs) Wrong California team. But no, a lot of players have come out in support of Travis, Travis Dermot thinking that he made the right decision. He came out and said, I just wanted to make sure that everyone felt included. So we kind of knew this was coming, that people were going to go against it, and we saw a taste of it firsthand. Mm -hmm. So uh, any thoughts on the matter? This is how it should be. People should be allowed to speak up. It's a country, obviously they're in a country that represents free speech. Yeah. This is free speech. This is what this whole law is centered around is for situations like this. Like you don't know what's in this guy's life. You know, maybe he has someone in his life that's very close to him that is gay yeah. or that is part of the LGBT plus community. And they could have a long lasting impact on him and who he is as a person. And if you're going to find him, then you are the biggest piece of garbage ever because yeah it's it shouldn't be banned it should just be if you want to do it go right ahead it's like just let the players play is it really affecting the league no it's not yeah i uh, i agree it's, man unless unless you're some super homophobic transphobic whatever phobic person and you look at that and you're like, wow, I'm immediately going to stop cheering for the coyotes. Cool. We don't want you anyways. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. No, hundred percent. I, uh, I agree with you, man. I agree with you. It shouldn't have happened in the first place and it should be kind of something we see more often. Definitely. But yeah, I have one more point. Um, Allmark, after his great season so far, Boston and himself haven't seemed to be slowing down. He had a nine, 0.938 save percentage last year, and right now he has a 0.965. So yeah. lots of uh, mass holes in Boston. <laughs> We're kind of nervous to see how their team was going to play or regress after their historic season last year. Well, I think they're in safe hands at an undefeated 5-0 and right now. So I think they're kind of fine. And David Pasternak seems to be doing pretty well for himself as well. 
Absolutely. No, they uh they haven't slowed down one bit. It doesn't matter that Bergeron is gone, the heart and soul. Because Marshawn's still there, last time I checked. Uh Pasternak, yeah, he's a he's a pretty fucking good player. And like you said, all mark. Uh goddamn. <laughs> yeah. Just playing that's, so solid. That's that's all I can say, man. It's just goddamn. <laughs> yeah. And uh so I want to do this thing. Oh um, wait, wait, Jake Moody, 55 yard field goal attempt, Jeff. Let's go. Oh, he drains it. Uh-oh. <laughs> Needed that so Uh-oh. badly. Uh-oh. What's the score between us? Oh, God. Yeah. It's 120 to 117, dude. Oh, another 50-yard field goal, and I beat your ass unless oh. he misses another one. Fuck oh, me, dude. <laughs> this is coming down to the wire. Oh, this is this is scary. <laughs> sorry go on so i um want to do this thing i want to give out our week two power rankings and i kind of want to do this um try to do this maybe every two or three weeks kind of give an update on our top five power rankings and the way i kind of did it was i ranked it in accordance to a mix of how they're doing right now and compared to what I had them at the beginning of the year. So that's how I kind of judged it. I don't know how, what your equation to that kind of stuff is, but um, I want to touch on some teams that are playing really good right now and don't kind of like tell me if they're in your power rankings, but I do want to touch on them because we pumped teams like Detroit and Ottawa up, but staying in that division, man, like we got Montreal, they're ahead of Ottawa right now. Mm -hmm. And you got players like Caulfield and Jack Eye who are just, they're playing just very solid hockey right now. And I'm really happy to see Cole Caulfield play well after having the expectations of a goal scorer of his caliber. Yeah. No, definitely. And someone who I picked up today who I already like more than any Seattle player that I drafted this year is Sean Monahan. Yeah. Uh buddy got you me. Said, an did you say a Seattle player? Yeah. You mean Montreal player? No, 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 no. I, I'm saying he's better than any Seattle oh. player I drafted. Oh, gotcha. I th- like, McConnor Eberly have been so disappointing. It's insane. Yeah. And Sean Monahan already is in my good books. Yeah. He no, I- already is exceeding expectation, <laughs> as he's already got me in the positive for this week. But, no, you're absolutely right. Montreal is a team that no one saw coming out of the gates firing like this. I didn't. Sure as I sure as hell didn't. Do I think they're going to come back down to reality? Of course. But to say that they're not in the top half or top average of power rankings is kind of absurd. I I agree, man. I agree. It's it's really good to see him uh, doing very well right now, and. 
Arizona as well. Like they're yeah. third in the third in the central. And we've kind of already talked about it, but like Clayton Keller, Sean Dursey's looked really good for them, newly acquired. Belmecca's looking unbelievable right now. And he's kind of one of the more underrated goalies in the league. Like I picked him with my very last pick in fantasy. And I'm like, he's a starting goalie and he put up very good numbers last year. He's played fucking solid this year. So Arizona is looking like a very sneaky team this year. And they're putting up a very good start right now. Yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. So, yeah. Some would say very impressed. 100%. (laughs) 100%. And I don't know if I have um, much else in terms of teams that are kind of surprising me. Obviously, you kind of see New Jersey and Pittsburgh at the bottom of the Metro. They haven't necessarily been performing outstanding, but some teams have played more than others. Like you see some teams have played six games. Some teams have only played four. So some records might look better than others, but yeah. Yeah, it's uh, going to be interesting. That's the weird see. thing about like power rankings and stuff like that. Yeah, you, you know, gotta like, kind of have to judge it in different ways. No, absolutely. Like just with how the, the teams that you beat compared to where you were, and is it consistent? That's kind of my whole ammo. You know, is just where were you at the start of the year, like you said, and then where are you now? Let's see your wins. All right, are they against good teams? Yes. Are you a bad team? Yes. Okay, then you're definitely ranked at least depending on where you were at the start, like 10 spots higher because the teams that are at the top are at the top for a reason. Mm -hmm. They should be doing that good, but they also get a little bit more leeway because it's like, ah, start of the season, (laughs) maybe starting off a little bit slow. All right. We'll give you some leeway. Yeah. But no, I agree. So how do you want to do this? Do you want to rattle off your five or do you want to go five, five, four, four, three, three? I can rattle off my five. All right. I think go we, nuts. Yeah, yeah. Start from uh, five, go to one. That's what I was about to ask. All right. Uh, at my five, I have Carolina. I still like them. And this is one of the teams I was talking about getting a little bit of leeway. Uh, I see them ranked a lot higher than the, the next four teams on my list. But judging of how teams ahead are doing compared to where I had Carolina, they're still in my top five, but they're definitely not the best team in the NHL at the moment. Uh, At my four, this is where I got Detroit. Yep. Absolute just wagon right now. Uh, Did not expect it, but you got to put respect on their name. 100%. They've played great hockey. And they've smacked teams around and had great goaltending. And compared to where they were at the start of my year, I had them kind of in the middle. Absolutely, they should deserve the four. My three, I'm going to give to the Avalanche. Because 
they are dominating a hard division. And like Makar is awesome. McKinnon is awesome. Everyone on their team is playing amazing. Gorgiev, he's holding them in there, getting them the wins. And that's all you can ask for. I wouldn't mind being 5-0 and myself. Uh, the next team I have is Boston. Yep. Compared to where I had them and seeing as who they've beaten, uh, 5-0 and seems like just crazy to me. And so they, they very much deserve that too, especially the hate I was giving them. You know, only have them in as a like potential three or wild card spot. So Boston definitely gets my two. And then at number one, it's the no, <laughs> it's the no hangover team. Vegas is dominating. It's it's insane how much uh, like how much of a clinic they're putting on. They won like four one three t- three games in a row. It's yeah, just, it's it's not fair. Like Aiden Hill's still the monster he was during the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Stevenson's playing out real. We had this conversation last episode, but they're fully deserving of being one. It's insane. absolutely. And then I'll give my like could be in the mix, uh, just as a rattle off quickly. Dallas, Toronto, and New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, Dallas, I didn't have them in the five because they almost lost to Philly. <laughs> and both of the Philadelphia had three goals on Dallas from the PK. Yeah. <laughs> like you're talking about special teams. It's definitely emphasis on special for Dallas right there. They need to get something figured out because that is just not good. They really at do. all. I agree with you. And then Toronto, uh, it just it seems like their their whole logic is outscoring everybody. Yeah. And then New Jersey is just kind of a okay, okay, taking her easy. But I have I would have had you in my top six to start the year. Yeah, that's fair. So uh, for me, I got Detroit at five. Um, I have them at five because I had them a bit lower, but like with this insane start, I think they're fully deserving of being in the top five at least. But I just, they're doing better than some of the teams in front of them. But like I had these teams a bit higher. So I'm still, I still think they're the better team kind of thing. But Detroit, we've pumped their tires this episode. They've had a great start to the year. Uh, in the four, I have New Jersey because I think a lot of their games have been close. They have Jack Hughes, who he was, he's been playing out of his freaking mind right now. And I just I had him ranked high going into the season. Their games have been close. Their losses haven't been bad losses. They beat Detroit head to head this year. And it's not like they've lost to bad teams. They've lost to very competitive teams. So I'm going to kind of give them a pass on that mm-hmm. um in my three i have boston okay. i don't know well, how much yeah. else i have to say about them yeah <laughs> uh, i had them as a wild card team and i think their five and no start deserves them to be third in the league power rankings for me then two i have colorado i yeah 
It's Colorado. <laughs> like, there's not really much else you need to say about the fucking team. And then my one is your one. It's Vegas. And for the same reasons, it's they've just been playing out of their mind. And yeah, it's it's just insane how well how well oiled of a machine they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, but yeah, and I kind of my honorable mentions are kind of a mix of yours. I have Toronto at in the sixth spot. I just think if they get the slightest bit of goaltending, then their wins become easier. Yeah. But it's just they're a lot. They had like nineteen goals, nine goals scored on them, and like or like nineteen goals in five games or something against them. It's just like fuck you guys got to figure that out it's just yeah that's not a winning recipe at all or like four games 19 goals or some insane thing like that like they're having to win games six five six four it's like any mm. stops it's like these wins become a lot more impressive i have carolina mixed in there because i had them highly ranked they just their wins have been against san jose and like anaheim they've beaten like la and Ottawa and stuff, but they've also lost. They lost six three to Anaheim, so it's just like a bit of a rocky road right now for you guys. But I still think you guys are a solid team. And then Dallas, for me, mm-hmm. I have two because I'm still confident they're a good team. But like you said, they need to figure their shit out. Yeah, no, definitely they do. There, but, there's no if ands or buts for them. Yeah, and I'm not comfortable enough to throw Vancouver in there. They're just, no. I don't really kind of. I mean, you think about it, the two two wins they have right now are against Edmonton. Yeah, but it's also like Edmonton's kind of shit in the bed right now. They're looking like a pile of hot garbage right now. So They are, yeah. And then they lost to Philly, lost to Tampa, respectively, but then beat Florida. They were yeah. in the cup last year. Yeah. Run, uh, runner up. 100%. But... <laughs> Hey, this is a great episode. Absolutely. Great episode. Uh, where can the people follow you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Hayden underscore Barton. You can follow me on Instagram at Jevin.Lefave, on Twitter at JevinLefave. And once again, find everything for the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LeftSideHeavy underscore. Rate and review the podcast, please. Link is in the description of the show. And go Jake Moody. Ha, 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 ha.